What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this, this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, tradition, all of it, of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. Talking about that National Wrestling Alliance, and this is another very special interview for you guys today. We're just running the game of trying to put out as much content I'm getting sick of the word content, just on a side note, but that's what this is. We're putting out as much as we can just to keep you folks entertained. We love you guys, and we want you to keep coming back. We want to give you guys something to do, and especially if you love the NWA like I love the NWA, that's what we're here for. So, as you had seen right before all this quarantine stuff hit, the NWA debuted the show, The Circle Squared, and everybody that was on The Circle Squared, I've tried to have on, going all the way back to Jeff Lewis, Neal, and Tyson Dean, Hawks, Airy Boys, uh, in their tag team competition, all the way to Freya the Slayer and Danny Jordan in some amazing interviews from those ladies. And then, of course, last Friday, you probably heard the George South interview, which is still one of my favorite interviews I've ever been able to do. But I was missing one guy, and this whole quarantine thing's got us strapped down, so we've got nothing better to do, so we finally made it happen. This week, I have got the young and upcoming Colby Carino that young whippersnapper son of a legendary wrestler in the business, a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, his father was, and now Colby's working his way up through the ranks. But Colby, Colby's had a lot of ups and downs, and we're gonna talk about that in this interview. Colby had a bright career ahead of him, had a bit of a tragic situation, and he's on his way back up. If you watch The Circle Squared, you've seen a little taste of it. This interview gets to go more in depth into all of those things. We get to talk about all of his wrestling, but also things like addiction and recovery and that sort of thing, which I think is a very, very cool piece of this whole puzzle and stuff that other people could get a lot out of. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it and let us know what you think. But before we get there, I would be remiss if I didn't go ahead and tell you guys about our friends over at manscaped.com. You know how it is as far as being trapped in your house all day. You know, you, you start letting things go, you're gaining weight, your beard's getting long, your hair's getting long, all of that stuff. But one place, the one place, if you're gonna manage anything during this hard time, you gotta take care of what's below your belt. You don't wanna get that wild. You don't wanna just lose yourself in a forest. If You wanna make sure you're taking care of that. For, for you and for your partner, you wanna make sure that they have a pleasant experience being trapped indoors with you all the time as well. And that's where Manscaped comes in because those guys have developed the Lawnmower 3.0, which I am telling you is a fantastic device. These guys spent 18 months developing this thing to make sure that it was the precision perfect trimmer for your testes. I don't know how else to tell you. I mean, that's what it's for. That's what it does. It takes care of those balls. So you want to make sure when you are dealing with things down there and you want to look your best, you use the best. And that's where manscaped.com comes in. This third generation trimmer that they've got going on, it has this ceramic blade and this advanced skin safe technology you are not going to have nicks and cuts when you're messing around and i know sometimes you get paranoid right like you want to do it when nobody's watching you or nobody i mean well obviously when nobody's watching you but also when nobody hears you so you don't get interrupted that's why it's got the quietest motor on it so nobody's ever going to know you sneak off while the wife's taking a nap or something you just go in there and you take care of business and that battery by the way on a full charge 90 minutes straight no stopping you can 
Edward Scissorhands that stuff if you need to make little sculptures. You can just make, uh, you know, just however you, however you want to do it. Give it a mohawk. I don't know. I don't know what you're into. I'm not going to judge you, but I'm just saying you can get it done with the Lawnmower 3.0. So what I need you to do, listen to me. Nobody wants to have to do ad rate reads, but this is how you keep things going. You helping us and helping them keeps the economy going, and that's as important as anything. And this is a product you need, guys. So just hear me out. Manscaped.com. Use the code NWAPOD. They were cool enough to work with us, and NWAPOD gets you 20% off the entire store. Anything there, and it gets you free shipping. So it's hard to beat. You got to take care of that area, especially as time goes on. You want to keep it looking young and fresh, right? That's what you want. So check out manscaped.com. Use the code NWAPOD. You're helping them out. You're helping us out. And you're helping yourself out. Okay. And all of that out of the way, I just want to say a big shout out to Colby Carino for doing this interview. He's a great dude. And I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy it. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I am at This Is Gary Horn. We're at the NWA pod on all the social medias. We'd love it if you just click the link and go subscribe to the brand new YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think about these interviews. Let Colby know what you think and wish him luck. I mean, the guy's trapped indoors. He's been like turning his life back over to wrestling. The guy needs your love and affection too. So it'd be cool if you went and told him how much you enjoyed uh, hearing him on this interview. Again, thank you guys so much. I hope you're holding up. The DMs are open for all of you. I promise. All right, no more talking from me. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Colby Carino. Colby for uh, working this out with me. I know we had some back and forth and had to get this timing down and everything, but uh, I'm glad you're finally uh, here to talk to me. I'm glad to be on here. Uh, now I'm sure we both found ourselves with plenty of time, so I'm glad we can make it work. Yeah. How are you feeling about that, man? Is it, is it, you don't have to give me like some deep psychoanalysis if you don't want to, but <laughs> is it, is it like bumming you out pretty bad? Cause I mean, kind of what you do is shut down, isn't it? Yeah, like um, it was a bit of a bummer at first. Like I have about two months bookings that are uh, canceled already, and who knows how long this is gonna last? For a few days, it was a little rough, but now I just realize that I get to spend time with my family like all the time, and I don't really have to feel uh, bad about like not going to work and like not traveling because everyone's doing it. So it makes me feel a lot better and easier to uh, absorb everything. Yeah, I mean, has it been like one of those situations you always hear about with uh, wrestlers like always on the road and stuff like that? Do you feel like that had been kind of what was going on with you? Uh, no, like, man, I just hate being away from my family, even if it's just one day. I spend all week with them, but I, I can spend uh, eight days of a week with them, you know? Yeah, I feel you. So I I wanted to ask you something because I was looking through uh, your Instagram. You have Navi on your wrist, is that right? Yes, it is. I got a Navi and Tattle. Oh, that's so cool, man. Are you like a gamer or what? what's the meaning behind that for you? Oh, yeah, I'm 
I'm a, I'm a huge gamer, especially like Zelda. Like right now, I uh, I just I'm playing the remake of uh, Link's Awakening on Switch, and I'm loving that. Yeah, I gotta get a Switch. Are you like huge into Animal Crossing, like everybody is right now? Uh, I haven't tried Animal Crossing yet, but I think my girlfriend's gonna make me buy it shortly. Uh, I'm playing Doom Eternal right now. Oh yeah, that looks sick. I want to play that. Yeah, I got I got an Xbox One, and I've never I never got the PlayStation, and I never got the Switch. And I was over at uh, a friend's house like right before all this stuff went down, and uh, he had a Switch, and we were playing like Mario Kart and stuff. And I was like, man, I forget how fun just these kind of games are. Like, I need to get back to this. Oh yeah, man, the Switch is the I, I, that probably sees my most play time. Like being able to take it with me on the road too. It's it's great. All right. Well, I guess I have to talk to you about wrestling too, so I'll do that. <laughs> So the the beauty part about this for me, man, is it's the hard part and the and the easy part because I, I feel like I say this all the time to people, but like I always I don't want to run through things that like people can just Google and see like right at the top of the page about somebody. But a guy like you, like you've uh, you've done some stuff here and there, and I was able to like you know read about you a little bit. But th- there's no place that you find like all Colby Carino information all in one spot. On one hand, I'm like, oh well, there's nothing for me to research, and then on the other hand, <laughs> it's like that's like okay, well, I get to find out, so I get to ask those those questions about uh, the obvious one being right off the bat is uh, your father is Steve Carino, and that's a that's a pretty big name, especially in the NWA. Uh, with uh, him being a former champion and uh, also an ECW champion and and all of that stuff. In fact, I was looking through there was the when him when he won the title and he's like covered in blood or whatever and he has your name written on his wrist tape and that was a pretty badass scene. How old were you then exactly? What was that like two thousand two thousand one? It might have been. Uh, I think I was like four or five then. Okay. Yeah, well, we bought the pay-per-view. Uh, he made sure my mom turned it on and let me watch all the way up to the end. Kept me up just to see him win. It was great. Were you and your dad pretty tight, you growing up most of the time, or was he gone a lot? Like, was it that story, like, where he's he's kind of often, you know, doing his thing? I mean, um, it was, like, off and on. Like, he was, he was there a lot of the time, but, like, there were, of course, like, three week tours of japan that he have to go and then spend a week home and then go on another one you know so like uh i spent all the time i could with him when he wasn't on the road and sometimes he would take me like i've been to japan four times with him yeah i was i was seeing some stuff about that that you had a chance to go to japan um you you also like jumped into like amateur wrestling and stuff on your own too was that because of like you liked pro wrestling or just that was just something you fell into like what what led to that uh i think it was just because i like pro wrestling so much like and the school doesn't offer anything. Uh, there, there's no pro wrestling class or club you can t- you can join. Yeah, that's so. I was like, all right, this is what I can do for now. <laughs> it's funny now we got like a there's a group that comes to those NWA power tapings. I've I've been to all of them, but there's this one guy who's like started up a pro wrestling cup club, and it's like all these kids like come with him. To uh, oh, I I heard about that when I I was I think I was there for the tapings that uh, they came. And it was just so cool to me that hearing that there was a pro wrestling club, club at the school that this uh, teacher organized, and they got like tickets for the kids to come see the power and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I was like, man, where was this when I was in school? And like, they've uh, they've had a cool relationship with the NWA, where like Nick Aldis is like skyping in and like showing up on their TV to talk to them and stuff. It's kind of neat. I was like, man, I would have killed for that when I was a kid. So you you did the amateur wrestling stuff, but I saw like. You mentioned like sometimes getting to hang out with your dad. You got to go to like zero one. He was like working there and stuff, right? Yeah, um, I, I actually um, 
punched out Shinjiro Otani and Masato Tanaka at a zero one show. Oh, what nice! Is this when I saw something about a special tag team you guys had? And you were you were like super young and you teamed up with him. Uh, that wasn't in Japan, but like we did a few matches when I was like super young in uh, New Jersey. I think it was. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But, but I mean, by like, this was probably zero one was like when you were, the the best I could tell, it was like you were like 14 or something. And then by like 15, you were uh, American Tiger and all this stuff. Is that, am I getting that right? Uh, I don't think I ever made it over there when I was uh, that old for zero one. I was supposed to go over, like there was like a bunch of promotional material and stuff like promoting me coming over. But I think something fell through last minute that uh, we couldn't make it happen. Um, Is Japan like a place you've always been interested? I mean, obviously, there's a part I want to get to because I I know you you spent a a little time or were getting ready to go to New Japan. I don't know. Is that is that like one of your favorite areas for wrestling? Oh, yeah. Like I I look to Japan for a lot of inspiration, especially like New Japan now. And uh, but but like back in the day, like all Japan and Noah and stuff. When you started getting into it, I mean, how was it with your dad? I mean, was was he like for you being in wrestling or was he trying to push you away from it? Or he was just like, well, he seems interested on just go with the flow what was that relationship like he was for whatever i wanted and he just wanted to to support whatever i wanted to do he, he was really happy i like i had decided to get into wrestling but uh he's always supported me through it i, I read a quote from you that i really liked you said like when you were younger you felt like peter parker of your school like you uh on weekends you would get to become spider-man i thought that was a kind of a neat way of putting it is that another inspiration like like uh, superhero stuff i know you're a big gamer and all of that stuff but i mean what what do you, what do you think like your influences right now come from they come from everything it's just it's not like all my influencers aren't, aren't in pro wrestling i take a lot from a, a lot of different mediums like uh if like movies and, and video games er, comics everything i try to mesh it all together into what is me and then project that into pro wrestling so the obvious thing i have to ask is that like eventually you go to you spent some time in in roh and, you, and you've done some stuff where you were going to be like a young lion in in new japan right yeah i I was about to go over and live over in the dojo for a year and you know i don't i don't want to get into too touchy stuff but it was a big part of your your debut on the circle squared that around this time is when everything kind of fell apart for you with like the the heroin overdose and, and that sort of thing is that right yeah i uh overdosed and got arrested like three weeks before i was supposed to leave for japan and uh they're very strict about that stuff and as soon as they saw that that happened, it, they took away my contract. Can I ask you, like, how when you're when you're like pushing into this like field that I know that maybe you know being after Steve Carino, there might be some pressure there. I don't know if there is or not, but how did you? How do you think you ended up down that path where where you ended up there? I just. I just had some like mental problems that uh, I didn't know how to cope with, and it seemed like an easy way to to fix the problem at hand. But um, it's not. Yeah, obviously, it's not a really great coping mechanism. So over time, I've learned how to uh, deal with my feelings and, and like my mental problems, and just trying to like channel it into good energy. You know, I've I've known people that have dealt with it with uh, you know the the big ones you hear like alcohol and and stuff like that. Heroin's a pretty big step. Was that like you were just like dropped right into to that one? Uh, yeah, like I uh, I lived outside of Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is like a, a notorious heroin city, or at least it used to be back in the day. And um, it just it's just something that like a lot of the kids in my town did. It was just a small suburban town, not much to do. 
And I guess I just fell in with the wrong crowd, and I just kept rolling with it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that it's it's probably not easy to to like explain it to anybody, like how that ends up happening. But when you finally got to the point that you were in where you saw yourself, the OD and the arrest, and then I guess you, you lose your chance with New Japan at the time. What do you, th- was that just like a, a point for you that you were like, I've got to adjust something here or what, you know, or was it still a longer process to come back from, from that? I thought it was like a big point at the time, but it it turned out that I was still, I still, I didn't want to change my behaviors enough. And it, it took a long time, like, not a long, it took a, so that happened in December 2016. I got clean in October 2017. So it took like a year and a half to get to the point where I was like, all right, I'm 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 done with this stuff. Did you come to it on your own or did you, did you have help in that with some way? Uh, sorry to keep hammering on this. I'm just curious about people with. I'm always uh, interested in that kind of stuff. Like just how mentally, like how that works for everyone. Uh, I went to an inpatient rehab for 28 days. Uh, it's not. I'm not saying rehab's a cure all. I met people in there that was their 17th time in rehab. I don't know. It felt like just something clicked in my brain when I was when I was there, and my brain was able to like, uh, what's the word? Not soak out, but like just sober up and clean itself out and get everything out uh, like detox itself yeah i don't know something clicked in my brain and since then i feel like i've just been on a better path just trying real hard to i'm i'm sorry this is real uh i don't know i don't know if i'm rambling or anything no dude not at all no that's that's what we're here for i i just i'm just it's this is supposed to be conversational, so don't worry about it. <laughs> if anything, I don't, I'm the one. I always worry I'm talking too much. Like, like I have to lead in for like ten minutes to ask you one question. So <laughs> you're all good, man. Most people are going to be listening to this here to hear you talk, not me. So. Yeah, I'm 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 no, I'm no guru on addiction or anything, but I know what works for me, and I'm trying to keep working that. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I think everybody. You know, when they get into a situation like that, I think that you, I don't know, maybe they go on Google and they start looking. There's going to be like these really popular methods, but I think it's always interesting to hear what works for everyone else. Maybe there's somebody out there that feels like there's the other stuff's not working. Maybe they hear you talking about like, well, what's what clicked for Colby? You know, that was just what my interest kind of was in the rehab part of it. Is it like they is that where you learned your coping mechanisms or it was just, you just needed time to clear out and that sort of thing. I think thing. it's, I think it's a combination of both. Like in rehab, they promote a lot of like uh, the 12 steps and like uh, narcotics anonymous and alcoholics anonymous. But like uh, I tried going to a lot of meetings and stuff and I just, I didn't feel connections there. Like I didn't want to sit around and like, just talk about times that we use drugs and alcohol. Like I would rather just, keep going with my life and just trying to stay focused on it without keeping it in my mind. Do you think you were like stubborn about it at first, but to like get better, you got to make yourself a little unstubborn and let more people in and like open up your mind to other things. Like you can't just like dismiss everybody and like be like, well, I know what works for me. Like you gotta, you gotta at least like take their advice and uh, try it out and see if it works for you. So like, as far as your, your kid and everything, I mean, was, was he born yet at, during all this time? No, he was born last year. Okay. Um, May. He's about to be a year old, uh, soon. 
I feel like it's even a better deterrent. Like, uh, like I have less problems with with it now that I have uh, my son because it's just like he's he's a constant reminder of like that I need to do what's best for everybody and not just for what's best for myself. What I think is best for myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously like uh, in in when we're talking, you know, you're like, all right, well, let's make it at this time because I gotta take care of my kid and put him to bed and stuff. So that was cool. I was like, got to respect that. That that's a big deal. I'm sure he's, you know, despite how you feel, he's probably pretty stoked that, uh, dad's home all the time. So, Oh yeah. He loves, he loves it. He just went down shortly before I called you. So what's been the process for you bouncing back from this thing? So like, I, I imagine when the, the rehab and everything else happens and you slowly start to, to clean up, you, you weren't, I'm assuming wrestling during all of that time, right? Uh, I took a little bit of a break to get myself clean. And then uh, I, I came back and I worked some like real small level indies in like the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. Eventually, uh, I'm real good friends with Jimmy Lloyd, so he got me booked at GCW a few times. And then uh, I guess I got noticed by Evolve and then I started working there and then I've been there ever since. Did you experience anything with like how this affected your relationship in wrestling? Like, did you know, like, were there people that you had relationships that you lost or anything like that as far as in the business aspect of it? Uh, I don't know if there was any that were lost. There was bridges that were hurt, but I don't think there were any that were like totally burned. I'm sure there's people that would still rather not use me from like how I acted during that time, and uh, that's fine. Uh, I, I respect that. But uh, I still work for a lot of the people that I worked for before then, and um, I've met, I've mended a lot of fences. So a lot of guys would probably kill to be at the point that you were at right before all of this, like that you're going to New Japan, you're going to be one of the young lions, and like New Japan, I mean, at this point is you know as hot as it's ever been. Do you feel like it's like you have to start back over from square one? Uh, maybe not starting from square one, but starting real far back from where I was. Uh, I definitely had to work my way up, and I still am. I'm not saying I'm anywhere right now. Hey, man, I wouldn't be talking to you if you were nowhere because I only talk to, to hot hot shit. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I imagine that that's hard because I'm sure that there's people that you've, you know, they're probably off and working for, like, some big promotion or something, and, and maybe this, well, I'm sure it would bug you that, that all of this happened, but I imagine that it's frustrating. It was at first... But you're not going to move forward unless you move past that. And that, like, I feel like um, putting that behind me and just putting all my energy into working up and moving forward, it, like, I feel like it's just wasting time on negative energy is just a detriment to me. No, I love that. That's uh, that's exactly how I try to be too now. So uh, you're in Evolve now. So was Ring of Honor right before or after all of this? This was right before. Okay, so Ring of Honor was right before. The thing you can say for yourself is, is I mean, you're, you're how old now? I'm 23. 23, so dude, you, I mean, you've got like so much time, it feels like, and you have been like in so many prominent spots, it seems like, or at least, you know, been right there at some spots and worked with some really cool people. So I think that that lends itself to like you've got to, really bright future ahead of you as far as what you can still accomplish was the stuff on circle squared with george south and everything is that all legit like you and george or i mean i obviously i just talked to him and i asked him about this and he talked had nothing but great things to say about you but i was just curious from like your end like how that felt 
Oh yeah, me and George are, are very close. Like uh he was one of the like even when I was going through all my troubles and stuff, he was always there and telling me he's gonna pray for me and stuff and uh greet me and message me on Facebook and give me calls just to make sure I'm okay. And uh I just talked to him he called me a few days ago just to make sure I was doing okay with all this quarantine stuff. Me and him are real close. That's great. He he is surprisingly I mean, maybe not to you, but to me, considering what I saw on television, uh he's such a nice, like patient guy. I, I was worried I would talk to him and be like, uh, I don't I don't I'm kinda scared to talk to you. And he was like <laughs> the coolest guy to talk to, like just real laid back and, and we had to talk him forever. So it was uh it was kinda nice to see there's like this other side of George South. Oh yeah, George George is a sweetheart. But uh, don't tell anyone that was in the audience. He'll, he'll tell you that, I'm sure. Yeah, the, the audience loved him just that he, you know, calling everybody a piece of trash and everything. I mean, <laughs> and he brought like this old school heel stuff that I think people hadn't seen in a while. Oh, yeah. I, I love watching George wrestle. It's it's fantastic. Awesome. So, Kobe, how did you end up in the Circle Squared? Like what what was the process for you to end up there that day? Uh, well, like when they first made that first video with, uh, Billy Corgan and he like talked about the new show and where to apply, I, I sent my, uh, stuff right in. I sent an email awesome. uh, from the website and, um, eventually, uh, Dave Lagana reached out to me. It was at a uh, WrestleCade in North Carolina and, uh, I saw him and he like came up to me. He's like, give me a call on Tuesday. I was like, all right. And then he told me about the circle squared and told me about how he wanted to do me and George. It was just rolling from there. What was it like when you when you go there to Atlanta to uh, like? Had you worked with Lagana before or anything? Was he in Ring of Honor when you were there or anything? Yeah, I think he was. Uh, he was in Ring of Honor like right at the beginning of the time that I started like really hanging out there. Yeah, so like I passed by him a few times. Like we were, I knew who he was and he knew who I was, but uh, we weren't very close or anything. Gotcha. You, you didn't hang out with Billy Corgan regularly or anything? <laughs> no, no. It was my first time meeting him at uh, the studios that day. Was was he cool Like when you got there? Was he like very talkative? I, I always wonder like how he is, like if he's uh, kind of standoffish or he seems like a cool No, he's guy. actually very nice. Yeah. He was very like just down to earth and cool. That's awesome. When you guys got there, I mean, what, and you don't have to talk about this too much if you don't want, but like, I mean, what was it like as far as the backstage part? Like, did they... I heard from the girls, Danny and uh, Freya, they both kind of had this thing that the other talent would talk to them sometimes, but, you know, they were just kind of like, we're not going to tell you what we expect. We don't, we're not going to tell you what we want. You just go do your thing and we'll see. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they told us, uh, me and George, too. And when I, I felt okay because I was in there, like, I was there with George and I very much trust George and everything he's for. That's good. So, like, does this feel like when you were getting ready to walk out there, did it feel like it was uh, any other day going out uh, to do a match, or did it feel like this was how, – how was the atmosphere, I guess? Oh, man. Um, I ain't going to lie. I felt I felt no, like, nerves, which is very unusual for me about my match. Really? The promo part, though, I had tons of nerves for. Okay, I would freak out. So I, I, this is not judgmental, but you, you had, you seemed like nervous, like right at first to me. But uh, you obviously told the story about your kid and everything, and people felt that, and that helped put you over to the crowd and everything. But I mean, how how did how did you feel about it? Like especially watching it back, I, I felt like at first, like 
if well, while I was out there, like at first, like I was so nervous and scared, but um, when I started talking, I felt like I was I was fine. Like, I, and then I just kept talking. I was like, all right, this ain't too bad. <laughs> and eventually, I made it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel as far as like your match and everything? Like watching it back, are you like a harsh self critic, or are you like, did you feel really good about it? Um, usually, I'm a very hard critic on myself, and I like I watch my matches like so many times, like probably about ten times for every match. And um, I've watched them match with George, like, probably even more than that. And this is one of the only matches that I have no criticism of, no negative feelings, because this is my first singles match with George, and this was everything he wanted from it. Except that you kept going right in for that claw, man. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't seen the claw in forever. And then, I didn't know what to expect. I haven't seen George pull that out before. Yeah, so there you go. I guess that's it. You just don't see it coming. So it's uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was pretty amazing. I, w- I I popped big for the claw, but then I was like, dang, Kobe, he's, he's like got it on you again, <laughs> like three or four times. Well, he after the third time, I was like, there's no way someone's gonna try to put the claw on me the fourth time. Right, but uh, you ended up with the win, and uh, and everybody was happy with the match. I, I uh, saw Eli Drake and Allison Kay, who happened to be on the video stuff. Uh, they both put you guys over seemed to like you both how did that part feel by the way like because i think you guys were the first ones really in circle squared that the the first episode of it, it i don't think they even had the idea together and then now they've got not only fans who aren't even in the ring and then they've got like two talents almost like it's like an american idol style judge uh you know like kind of critiquing what you're doing what how's that make you feel like watching that back um, it, it really surprised me at first. I was like, "Oh wow, Eli Drake's talking about me." I didn't even know who he, he knew who I was. Yeah, it's a, it's cool. It's cool to have like have people like watching, like actually see that they're watching you and like giving you their honest critiques of it. I um I put uh George on the spot with he had posted something on Facebook, uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, some one of his students. I told him I wouldn't tell him who, so I didn't call him out but had retweeted it and I was uh reading it and I thought it was funny so I read it back to him and uh it was just basically about like his favorite part of the match was seeing people that didn't know anything that had never stepped foot in the ring and sitting in their mama's basement like critiquing him for like what does the match or something <laughs> yeah uh that 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 very much popped me George's face uh Facebook is a gold bond yeah, I, I love just like rolling through there every so often and just reading what he has to say. It's, it's so great. funny to see like a, a heel like him, like the way he comes across, and then like he's got this like praise the Lord and you know like or even even when he still says something that's like I don't know seems kind of abrasive or whatever that he's just like oh well Jesus saves everybody you know it's just kind of like <laughs> this, I don't know I just like that dynamic. it always ties back <laughs> right exactly I guess I'll ask you do do you feel the same way when you see like all the the fan comments and stuff like that no not at all i feel um i I try to read a lot of them and um like see what people have to say see what they like see what they don't like because they're the people that support the product why why wouldn't we cater to them yeah but be careful on youtube because i i read the comments on youtube yeah the youtube comments are the the best (laughs) there's people out there just like trying to roast you as like hard as they can like they just want to i don't know it feels like on youtube sometimes we were just like what is the meanest possible thing i could say right now (laughs) so uh i i do like that you have been you know trying to 
to do your Twitter and stuff a lot lately. It seems like you're, I don't know, I don't know if you lost like social media presence for a while, but it seems like you, you got, came across to me like you were trying to put some stuff together and get it out there. Like you had that uh, really badass uh, uh, highlight video with AFI and stuff, which I think, I mean, that might've been a year or two old by now, but is that something? Oh yeah, I just made to- another one not too long ago. Okay, so maybe that's the one I saw then. Yeah, I tried. I'm not really good at social media, but I'm trying. I know we need a social media presence too for fans and stuff. That's what they keep telling me, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people. It, I guess if you're George South, you can get away with just having your personal Facebook or something. But it's just. Well, you gonna tell George get Twitter? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I've tried. You don't listen to me. Yeah, the way I saw the Facebook post, because I mean, he and I communicated through Facebook, but you know, I wasn't gonna like try to friend him right away or something off the bat. He doesn't know me from anybody, but somebody put it on Twitter, like the Facebook post, and he had it out there. They were like, "George doesn't have Twitter, so I'm I'm throwing this up." I don't know what what do you what do you find hard with it? Like, I mean, just that you just don't feel like keeping up with it or something. Uh, like I don't know what to post some days. Like I don't really think anything I say is like super interesting, and I hate like just promoting stuff all the time because i feel like that's just like i don't want to be just a shield yeah i also don't think my life is is super interesting colby carino you are a superstar wrestler you were just on nwa's the circle squared we might see yeah like that i know i I need i'm just trying to convince myself my life is pretty interesting and that this isn't like totally normal Dude, this is, it's not totally normal. I mean, I get it. You know, you go through your day-to-day, it all becomes the same old, same old, and everybody thinks that every professional wrestler must ride around in limousines to every place and fly first class constantly or something, and I get that that's not the story for everybody, but I think people underestimate how much folks appreciate the journey or just like watching somebody's story or just hearing from them from time to time like even if you don't have much to say just you walking around at an indie show or something would probably be cool to a lot of people although uh that's not something you get to do right now so i can see the the issue right the second since nobody can be near each other (laughs) anyway well i'm not gonna keep i do sometimes go to the empty training uh, school that's 10 minutes from me and just pretend i'm wrestling people how is that? Like, I mean, is that, and, and you're just doing that, what, to get out and just do something to keep. Well, I mean, like, I don't actually pretend I'm wrestling people, but I, I work on a lot of stuff. I do. I practice like my roles and my movements, some flips and stuff. Gotcha. Try not to break my neck. That's a good idea. Is it really just you when you're there? Uh, usually like me, my, my girlfriend, and my son. I gotcha. Is the switch what's uh, keeping you busy right now during all of this stuff? That and Doom Eternal. And, you know, actually hanging out with my, my family. It's it's nice to hear that George checked in on you and stuff. I, I feel bad for everybody, man. It's a, it's a bummer that this whole thing's going on, especially for somebody like you when people just saw you, uh, some for the first time and some seeing you again for the first time in a while. What do you what are you looking forward to like when when all this is over like what do you have like a specific goal in mind for where you want your career to go from here? I don't think I have a specific goal man. I just want to make enough money so I can support myself through wrestling and just be able to live a comfortable life through wrestling. Can I can I I won't keep you forever but can I ask you like the standard questions? Do you have like a a favorite match of yours people could look up if they wanted to like go to youtube maybe it's on there or something of myself or yeah, of yeah. like my oh um well you can you can do both yeah but I, I was asking for you but yeah you can tell us uh your influence match too or something uh i'll do influence match first i think my favorite match 
is Davey Richards versus Tyler Black from Death Before Dishonor 8. I think it was in 2010 at uh, Ring of Honor. What was it about that one? Um, it was just such good in-ring work. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what specifically. It was just a really great match, I thought. And it was just, just like at a time in my life where like I was starting to really get into wrestling and be like, this is what I want to do. What what do you, when you say like really good in ring work? Sorry, I'm curious about this now too. Like, is that for you psychology or is it the athleticism of it? Like what what appeals most to you? I like I like everything. Like uh, I think in that specific match, it was both those things. But um, I really like technical ability. But I really like people that are just real old school and just can work a solid story. Who uh who who's like your? I mean, I know you said your influences already, but like who? Would you say like you pull from a lot or like you look to for inspiration as far as wrestlers go? Probably like um, X Pac, Spike Dudley. Those guys just uh, more the because uh, the the size and everything. You think? Yeah, and like just how they um, just how they like bounce around from everybody. I feel like. I don't know if that's the best way to put it. They they they, they took things the best, you know. I, I could see that. X Pac was always one of my favorites too. Like seeing him go, and he always like I thought got sympathy really well. That sort of thing. Like he was. Uh, I, I'm talking like he's not around anymore. He is, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 interesting to me too. Okay, well, so what about your match? Um, my match. Um, on YouTube, you can go and watch a match. A relaxed rules match between me and Joe Gacy. It just happened at Evolve um, at their last show, and they put that up for free. Or you can watch me versus Cedric Alexander, where he knocks me out three times. Dang, like yeah. legit? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool match. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I don't think I caught that one. Um, I know he trained with George South. Who who trained you? I didn't ask you that. Like, how, where, where did you learn most of your stuff from? I originally was trained by uh, Mike Heener. He was like a ref in ECW, and he still refs today on the Indies in the Pennsylvania and like New Jersey area. But uh, I learned a lot from everyone. Like I started hanging out at Ring of Honor like at probably about half the shows um, in about 2010, and I went there until I started working there. And um, I got to train with people like Nigel McGuinness and Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero and Roderick Strong, Cedric, of course. Kobe, you, I think, looked amazing on the Circle Square, and I think we're going to see more of you, hopefully in the NWA, too, because uh, I think your story is a, you know, I, I know at all times it didn't feel amazing, but it's a it's a really good story that's a lot different than some have, you know, as far as everything you've been through already at, at this point in your life, and and you working your way back up, so there's something there. You should you should be proud of yourself and your career, man, because you you obviously can go in the ring and uh, and like I said, that background and everything. So keep up the social media. I think is where I'm going with that because you think your life's not interesting, and I'm sitting here like, man, this guy's got some gold. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, man. Um, so I guess uh, I won't keep you anymore. Can you tell everybody where to find you on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff? Yep. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Colby Carino. At Instagram, it's Colby.Carino because someone got my actual name for oh, some nice. reason. And then, um, Have you looked at it as an actual person named Colby Carino? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't. I think they just took the the thing of my name like i don't even think the person's name is colby crino like their actual screen name is something else nice so they just well that's how you know you made it right somebody stayed yeah i guess took so. your <laughs> anyway, i'm sorry 
Um, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Colby Carino to get some my t-shirt. And I also have t-shirts that you can buy from me directly as well as stickers. So just hit me up on social media for those. People do that. These uh, Colby... Kobe wants your money right now, especially because he can't go wrestle. And so, oh yeah, I got a whole bunch of WrestleMania weekend stock that was supposed to get sold that is now sitting in my closet. Oh, what a bummer! That sucks. Where where were you going during WrestleMania weekend? Uh, I was going to be at most of the Evolve stuff oh, okay. and uh, Accelerate and the WWN and some other stuff that uh, I'm not at liberty to say. Gotcha. All right. Well. We'll look forward to all that coming together and when, whenever this whole thing's over, I guess. Glad you're safe, Colby, and, and I'm glad we finally got to uh, get in touch and, and do this, man. And I uh, look forward to seeing you. And like I said, I hope we see more of you in the NWA. Uh, I hope so, too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, brother. You take care. You, too.